the SALTS Healthcare Discover Series podcast, the podcast for healthcare professionals. Interesting, entertaining, thought-provoking. Hello and welcome to the SALTS Discovery Series podcast. My name is Breege and I'm a community storm nurse in North London. I'm here today with Barbara. Yeah, so my name is Barbara and I'm a community storm nurse also covering North London. And we're both here today with Nicola. Um, Nicola, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. As Barbara says, my name is Nicola. A year ago today, I had stoma surgery for complicated diverticulitis where my sigmoid colon had perforated. It was obviously an emergency. And this is about my journey, or part of it is definitely about my journey and how I've got on with it. Excellent. So I think as stoma care nurses, we're all kind of very aware of the psychological needs for our patients and at different stages in the journey. Everybody is different. Every patient is different. And we're here to kind of highlight the psychological impact, coping mechanisms and the support available for patients prior to and after their stoma formation. So how are you feeling, Nicola? after your stoma surgery, how has having a stoma impacted your life in the last year? Obviously, today is a big day. Yeah, today is a big day. Today is a big day, marking the the one-year anniversary. Yeah. Has it impacted your well-being? I think, I mean, obviously, I'm in a very different place today to where I was 12 months ago. And I was probably in the CT scanner at at this minute, actually. The year has flown. I feel really, really good. In a year, certainly before a year, my body has had a chance to recover, and so have I. I feel I've bounced back really nicely, and life is good. So just getting a little background on on why you had your stoma. In August of last year, 2022, My abdomen swelled up quite a lot and I went to uh, the hospital and was found to have diverticulitis and I've never actually suffered any GI before. So it was quite a surprise. Um, Given some antibiotics, mercifully at that time it was uncomplicated, so go home, take the antibiotics and hope for the best. Three weeks later, Again, my abdomen swelled up. This time, I certainly felt more ill. Mm -hmm. Back to the hospital, CT'd again, and this time I had a sigmoid colon perforation. Very fast, no time to think, on the table by 8 o'clock that night. So So you missed out on the the benefit of anything preoperatively with your stoma. You didn't see a stoma nurse pre-surgery. Do you think that hindered any of your recovery or your post-operative? For me, no. And I think because mine was acute and there was no time to think, it was, you really need this surgery. We'll go for it. Yes, thank you very much. And off we go. Because of the acute nature of it, I personally feel I have dealt with it pretty well because I was fit and well far this. So you come out of it, I certainly came out of it just being grateful that I was alive Mm -hmm. and that's it. And this 
is helping me to live at this, you know, at this minute. And it's just a positive thing. So you had no negative connotations regarding your stoma? No. From the beginning? No. Because obviously you viewed it as a life or death situation. It was a lifesaver. And that's it. And I don't know, you just feel, you feel positive. What I think floored me was the shock that I could become ill just like that and I could have died when outwardly and inwardly not knowing. So that was more traumatic than the actual... That was more traumatic. Having the stoma, I have to say, did not bother me. It saved my life. Would you think that's a general consensus then with emergency surgery or do you think that was just your way of dealing with it because you are such a positive person? I would hope that other people would view it the same way as I have. Because in my mind, that is the only way to view it. The other option was not an option for me. Mm. I want to be alive. This will save me. Depending on your personality and your outlook and whether you have that resilience. I am strong. I know I am strong. So it takes you through it. And what about the support from the stormers in the hospital? discharge, even the ward staff in the hospital, what do you feel benefited you in the early days and up to discharge? In the early days, I didn't see the stoma nurse until probably day three in the hospital because I was in intensive care and obviously your gut isn't doing much at that point and you're not doing much to be perfectly honest. When the stoma nurse came round, she was really excellent, very calm, very reassuring smiled, you know, nice, are you okay? How are you doing? Whatever. And I still remember she said to me, shall we have a look at it then? And I said, yes, bring it on. The sooner you look at it, the sooner you accept it, the sooner you can deal with this. Mm -hmm. And again, the underlying thing for me is keep that positivity because it saved your life. For me, it saved my life. For others who would have perhaps Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, malignancies, it will change their lives. But I believe it would change their lives for the better because you will remove that bit that is offending. So you came home from hospital. Obviously, you were independent with changing your stoma bag. You were quite confident or gaining confidence. Yes. With regards to the follow-up on discharge, Mm -hmm. do you think it was in a timely manner or do you think the information you received was appropriate? Is there anything that you think would be beneficial? I think the information that I received from the stoma nurse at the hospital was, this is the team that's going to be dealing with you, which are your good selves, ladies, and they will be in contact and, you know, that's it. By the time I, I came out of hospital, I think it was about day 11 or 12, so I was quite up and I remember I sent you an email, Bridge, and said, oh, come and see me. <laughs> yes, quite a few. Quite matter of fact about it. I need to see you now. Come on. It's, it's come. strange. When I read that email, I thought, how could I have written this just after coming out of hospital? Because it was matter of fact. I said, I need some more bags. When are you coming? Thank you very much. You know, it was like introducing myself to you and that, and that was it. I was so glad that you did come because you came I think the day after I sent the email Mm -hmm. because I was in the area and from then 
we went forward. Because I think generally we would, for initial appointments, it'd be like a one to two week wait or after discharge. Yeah, so mm -hmm. some, some areas don't have the luxury of the community yeah. follow-up. So it's all hospital-based or clinic. So most people yeah. have to wait that extra. Do you think that would have impacted on yourself and your well-being by leaving it the two weeks? Yeah, certainly a two week, even a one week wait, I think is probably too much. Just speaking for me, I was floored by what had happened, not by the stoma. I, I keep going back to that, not by that, but just by the fact the rug was pulled out from under me. You feel vulnerable mm -hmm. and it's not a nice feeling at that moment. And everything is new and you're learning and you're trying to get over this. And you need somebody there to smile at you and to say it's going to be all right. And just to be able to answer your questions, because you have many questions mm -hmm. at this moment. It's something you didn't expect. And what do I know? Different things happening. This is, is it. it. Yeah. This is it. And I think just to have somebody there to be able to answer the questions, to say, this is fine. If you need me, phone me. So it's to give the person that it's happened to that confidence to know you're doing the right thing and to know it takes a bit of time and just go with it really yeah. is what I want to say. I think from our point of view, if we can't get to people as quickly as, you know, you had your first review, yeah. they would certainly get phone follow-up. Yeah, telephone, um, even daily maybe. Yeah, you know. as part of their first kind of week's support. Yes. Um, we might not necessarily visualise the stoma, but we certainly would be supporting mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. through communicating over the phone and sometimes virtually, you know, a WhatsApp video call. So there's loads of different ways we can do it. It doesn't yes. have to necessarily be the home visit, but we get that that's, for you, is really important. The home visit is important. Mm -hmm. I just, for me, I like to see people's face faces. Face. I like to be in somebody's company. And at that minute, with feeling that vulnerable, yeah. at that moment, the vulnerability does pass. Mm -hmm. You just wanted that. That comfort, it was a comfort. Yeah. And did you kind of instigate any of your own kind of coping mechanisms or did you have anything in particular that you kind of felt helped? In terms of coping mechanisms, I think I'd say for me, I'm one that will just share information. So speaking to your friends and just saying, this has happened. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to God I'm here. Everything will be okay. And just sharing. It makes it so much better. So verbalising it, you were... don't be afraid, don't be shy, just say what you've got to say. Every day is a new day. Some days things aren't quite mm -hmm. as stable as other yeah. days. But as long as you get up every day and at the beginning you are shuffling around and holding your tummy and you think, okay, I'll go in the garden, just do a little bit of walking in the garden. And then a couple of weeks later you think, you know what, I can walk outside I can mm. do so you see your own progress and you mustn't forget that that you're not going to feel better immediately you've had a major operation but as long as you keep positive and see the progress and remember that progress I think from your point of view with a diverticular and, and a benign illness if yes. that's the right word to use yes. it's very different to the support that some of our cancer patients would require or the IBD patients. Mm -hmm. So we were just thinking about, Bridge and I, what support mechanisms for those patients? You know, for cancer, they can tap into Macmillan. They've got colorectal cancer nurses. So they've got a, another support mechanism mm. 
IBD, they might have their Crohn's or colitis specialist nurse, and they've got their IBD team. But for somebody with a perforation with a benign background, there isn't. No. There, it's us. We are the support if you've got yes. a stoma, basically. Yeah. And I think that was one or of the things. the that, associations, the colostomy association, ileostomy yeah. association. Yeah, so it's just knowing where to tap in and how for us to signpost patients to the correct place in order to get information, mm. which for you, I don't know, we spoke about it earlier, was your, your team. Yes. I, uh, I have to mention Nicola's team. Team Nicola. Team Nicola. Team Nicola. Yeah, Team Nicola obviously consisted of everybody in that hospital that looked after me. They put me back together. I came home. I was lucky enough to have Team Nicola at home. My husband stepped up to the plate, did everything. My friends listened to what had happened. So it's... Everything was made for me to get better. I just had to turn up to this party and that was it. So my focus could be on me and my well-being and just thinking, this is okay, I can do this. I didn't yeah. have to think about all. She literally opened the door and let them in. Exactly. Whoever was, yeah. Let them in, whether they wanted to come in mm. or not, whether they wanted to hear or not. Mm -hmm. It's just really me. good to have that support, isn't it? Because it is. not everybody does have it. And that's another thing we were discussing. What happens when you haven't got that family and friends mm -hmm. that in the background? Is, you know, I, I've thought of this myself. I, I realise just how fortunate I am to have had all of this. Mm -hmm. Somebody that is on their own, they need help. They need to be told it'll be okay. They need to have that reassurance. I don't know how you ladies and the medical profession, the healthcare profession can go around providing all of that. But I think there is a window that if you miss that window, and I would say the window is quite tight from being yeah. discharged from hospital. If you miss that window, I could see people, especially I think people that have already suffered and gone through the trauma of the cancer or many years of IBD, you're already at a low ebb. Mm -hmm. Then you have the surgery and you're probably not sure, is this the right thing? Oh, my goodness. Because again, I think perhaps this is thought of as a last resort when maybe it shouldn't be thought of in that context because it certainly isn't. Mm -hmm in my view, a last resort, and it certainly doesn't take your life away. It hasn't for me. So in your situation, you've benefited from? In my situation, for me, all of it has been a positive. Excellent. I think one of the things we said as well, because obviously we are very fortunate in this area to have a really active support group which Nicola is now very much part of. Mm -hmm. This was one of the reasons why we chose Nicola to speak because she literally ad hoc just presented to the support group one morning and had us all just like, we couldn't stop just listening to what she was saying. And you hadn't meant to do that. And it just came naturally to you. And it was amazing oh, to listen you. to you. Yeah, it was really, really amazing. I think everyone really appreciated it on, on that day. Mm -hmm. So we are really lucky for that. And that's one of the things that we were talking about as well is the social prescribing aspect of support mm -hmm. for our patients mm -hmm. in this area or any area across the country. It's so beneficial. 
the, mm. for all the patients. I think different people at different stages yes. following surgery and just yeah, everybody coming together and sharing. And having the GPs journeys. acknowledge it, mm-hmm. that there is actually a service or services yes. that we could tap into. That's not necessarily your official counselling mm-hmm. or referrals to the kind of psychology side of things it's it's local it's on your it's local i mean that this group that i go to i think i've only been to a handful of meetings perhaps but yes i did introduce myself you made your, you made your mark <laughs> i think i have <laughs> uh, good or bad it's always good to make a mark and obviously breeze you told me about the group uh-huh. and the way it worked because my surgery was september and, you know, then it was Christmas and this and that. I don't think I went till yeah, maybe March. The timing time has yeah. to be right, like yeah. doesn't it? You know, other things just got in the way. But the group, I found just hearing everybody else's journey and seeing them come there mm-hmm. and they're open, they're honest. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. And even when I went the first time, everybody was really open and honest with me. And they said, oh, this, yeah. that. You know, they were quite happy to talk to me. And it was really lovely. It's welcoming. It's empathetic. It puts things into perspective. And you can offer, I hope, to offer my positivity mm-hmm. to the other, Help other people. Yeah, the other people in that and group. And it's a safe place, isn't it? It's a, it's a safe place. If people don't have support at home or from friends, they've got yeah. somewhere that they can go and, and just And they're known to signpost back to the stoma nurses if there's a problem, that there's always a yes. link, you know, our contact details are there and, you know, yeah. we always refer back. Yes, and the fact you obviously come to the meetings, that is a really good thing because if there is something quite right, yeah. you will pick it up. So lastly, Mika, what would you say would be your kind of one piece of advice that you would give somebody that's just had a stoma, a new stoma formed? I think what I would say is to be positive, to carry on, you will get better and not to focus on being ill, but to focus on getting better. Put your energies into that and you'll be smiling soon in it. Excellent. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciated your thoughts on your journey. I know it's all individual and uh, I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to Nicola's story and how positive holistic healthcare can have an impact on patients' well-being post-operatively following stoma formation. So thank you so much for thank joining Thank Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please hit subscribe or the follow button now and the next podcast will automatically go straight into your library. And if you have any ideas for future subjects, please email hello at salts.co.uk.